We're just three years in our football program, but I want to tell you ahead of time, we're scheduling tough teams as we do in basketball, baseball, wrestling, because we plan, it's our plan to have our athletic program comparable to USC, to Notre Dame, to Alabama, to anybody in time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SparkPod episode 27. We have changed locations for this episode. We are at 90.9 Delight, so I hope this sounds really good. We don't have headphones right now, so we can't hear ourselves talking, but uh, it looks all official. We got a big soundboard and everything. So today, it's been a couple weeks. We'll discuss the Liberty-Oklahoma State game as well as some other things, and then just talk about our plan for the rest of the semester when, as it relates to SparkPod. So, Episode 27 starts now. This is Spark Pod. There ought to be a place where saved athletes can play ball for the Lord. Well, the Liberty Flames took on the Oklahoma State Cowboys in the NCAA tournament. It was a 4-versus-13 matchup, and uh, Liberty was leading at halftime, but things kind of fell apart at after the half. What were some of your takeaways, Cade? I think our guys played really hard, and they um, definitely had a game plan, held Cade Cunningham uh, to not a great performance, especially Elijah Cuffey, but... Obviously, there were a lot of mistakes with turnovers and fouls, especially in the second half. Yeah, I honestly, I thought it was the worst game of the season. Um, it was a decent first half again, but e- even the first half, it seemed a little bit off. There's a lot of turnovers, and shooting wasn't exactly the best. Still led by three. We were leading by five or maybe even seven at some point. And then things went south pretty quickly in the second half. Six fouls in the first four minutes. Oklahoma State was in double bonus with 11 minutes left. So there's certainly the officiating was kind of frustrating, but that wasn't the only thing to blame. Liberty didn't shoot particularly well, and we turned the ball over way too much. 18 times, I think. That's the season high for turnovers in a game, which you can't do that in the NCAA tournament, especially not against the number 11 team in the country and a four seed so um and oklahoma state they were a great defensive team i didn't expect them like did you notice how many deflections and things they were getting yeah i think that just comes from them being like taller guards and more athletic i think that it was just you know liberty being having smaller guards it it gave them a big advantage yeah i know there are a few times when like they tried to pass it even just around the arc and the OSU guy would just stick his hand out and they'd get smacked down and they'd take off with it. Uh, but some of the positives from the game, Elijah Cuffey had a great game. He locked Cade Cunningham down. Uh, Cade only made three shots. Not you, Cade. Cade <laughs> Cunningham. He only made three shots in the entire game. He still scored. How many did he score? You're looking at the stats right 15. now. He still scored 15, but he only had three buckets. The rest came off of free throws. And um, Elijah Cuffey also scored 16, so he outscored his def- his uh, opponent that he was defending 
and he had a really good defensive game as well. But uh, as for basketball, Elijah Cuffey said he's going to seek professional opportunity. And then Colton Reed, I think he's done as well, and same for Chris Parker. Kate was just reading today where Cuffey and Parker are going to play on, what's the tournament? That the three-on-three three tournament. Yeah, um, for college seniors. Yeah, so basically college players who've graduated, they play in this tournament. And, uh, every round you advance, you get money, and then the championship game is worth a lot of money. Yeah, so they'll be they'll be playing in that, and that's pretty cool for them. Good opportunity. Yeah, I think they'll do pretty well. Are they on the same team, or they just kind of sign up? And um, I think they will probably be, but I'm not for sure. Will that be televised anywhere? Yes. Eli mm. or, um, Scotty James did it last year. Okay. And he played on a team with a bunch of Auburn guys. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I might have to check that out then. Mm -hmm. I've honestly never heard of it before, but it sounds like a really cool event. Um, so... A couple transfers for Liberty as well. Martin Maid will transfer along with Josh Price and Titus Dean. And Maid and Price both had scholarships, correct? Yes. So that opens up two scholarship opportunities. And that's big because Liberty was going after a transfer or two, maybe another big. I've seen a lot about um, they were going to try to get a big last year when Keegan McDowell was going to transfer, and then he decided to come back and they're going to look again for another big man transfer. But then DJ Moore actually today, Wednesday, March 31st, announced that he will reclassify and join Liberty next season. So that's a really big announcement. Would you say this is one of the most anticipated classes in Liberty basketball history? It's definitely one of the top ones. DJ Moore is he's kind of under-recruited, I think, because he shut down his recruitment so early and committed to Liberty. Hmm. And so he technically only has an offer from Ohio who uh, just upset Virginia, and then Miami, Ohio. But I know he took, like, an unofficial visit to Ohio State. He's supposed to be very, very good, so I'm really excited. Yeah, and he's coming in, um, I think, with Brody Peebles and I can't remember. It's like Vincent. Joseph Vizant. Yeah, something. Um, so that's that's an exciting class next year, and it's pretty cool that, I mean, a lot of times whenever guys are coming back or we're starting a new Liberty season, you're looking forward to the guys that you know. Like this year we're looking forward to watching Cuffy and McGee play. But next year have some fresh faces that are bringing in quite a bit of hype with the program as well. Mm -hmm. Football had the red, white, and blue scrimmage game this past weekend. And um, just seeing some stuff off of social media, it seemed pretty good. Have you heard much about it, Cade? I know a lot of the younger guys got a lot of reps. I think that TJ Green, the transfer from Utah, mm -hmm. I think he did pretty well. I think he's really fast. So it's really exciting. Um, I think Jonathan Bennett got a lot of reps behind Malik um, yeah. just so we can have a, a backup quarterback who's really prepared. Yeah, those are some of the same notes I had. TJ Green looked good, had a 70-yard touchdown run at one point. I heard the um, safety on the defensive side of things transferring from Washington State. He looks just really experienced. Looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, um, and I think he he's kind of getting prepared to play both safety positions and he's kind of going to be all over the field next okay. year. Yeah, flying around. That's good to hear. And then Jonathan Bennett looks like the backup quarterback, the strong backup for the moment. The biggest note that I saw for, like I guess, areas to improve in is seems like we're missing a big outside receiver, kind of like the AGG type. Um, C.J. Yarbrough was the guy, but he's not returning for whatever reason. So um, I guess we're looking for that. But on that wide receiver note, 
Liberty's picking up a transfer wide receiver from North Texas. Now, I don't know anything about him or if he's another big guy, but. Um, yeah, he's 6'3". I think he uh, will be pretty good. Um, he has three years of eligibility remaining, and he, uh, I think, was third on that team in receptions and had one touchdown. So I think it'll definitely fill a need on our outside receiver slots. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's exciting. Um, football season, it'll be here before we know, and I know it's we got a month left of school here, but we'll be back in August and looking forward to that opening day. And hopefully um, with, the, with the announcement, we'll be able to, Make some new, make some have some more people in the stands. I guess that'll be a fan of flames topic later as well. So, other sports news: uh, volleyball two weekends ago swept against North Alabama, but they lost this past weekend in the ASUN quarterfinals to Kennesaw State. Finished their season five and nine. Um, hockey split their final series against Ohio at home, and they have nationals coming up April fifteenth in Missouri. Baseball swept BCU after they beat UNC. Then they beat UVA 10-2, which is pretty cool. Um, won two out of three at Bellarmine. They they lost the middle game, which ended a 13-game win streak. Uh, but they've been baseball's been playing really well. They did lose to Duke yesterday, five to four in Durham, and they were gonna have a weekend series at Kennesaw. That's been canceled because of COVID issues with Kennesaw and replaced by, I believe, two more home games against BCU. So if you're here during Easter break, um, then got some baseball here at Liberty. Then after that, there's five more home games versus Wake Forest, the series versus Lipscomb, and then versus Virginia Tech. So some more ACC teams as well as ASUN series. And then softball swept Bellarmine, lost to number 18 Tennessee. They also are supposed to play Kennesaw this weekend. I don't know if Bears is still on if it's been canceled. Um, the soccer team has been on a little bit of a slide. They lost to Bellarmine, second loss in a row in overtime, and they tied with Lipscomb. They have a Sun quarterfinals coming up this weekend. And then a little bit of a racing update. William Byron finished eighth in Atlanta, and he finished sixth at the Bristol Dirt Race, and I was there. It was really incredible. He ran much better than that. He was up in second, challenging for the lead at points which is really cool because um, A, he was in the Liberty car, and B, he has like no dirt experience. So uh, Byron has five top tens in a row now. He's six in the point standings currently, and Cade's had him in his NASCAR fantasy team the last couple weeks, and it's killing me and it's <laughs> making me upset because <laughs> I'm trying hard and it's not working. Anyways, uh, shout-outs from the last couple weeks. Elijah Cuffey um, in the tournament game played very well on defense and offense. He was the Liberty's leading scorer. And then shout out for Diamante Griffin. He ran the fourth fastest time in Liberty history for the outdoor 200 at the Texas Relays. So that's really cool for him. Kay, do you have any shout outs? I think just uh, Coach McKay for what an uh, outstanding year when really COVID was unexpected and we didn't know what to think about this team. And then obviously just winning the conference championship again. SparkPod brought to you by Shane K 2021. If you're looking for a great group of people to vote for in the student government elections on April 7th, vote for Shane Cade. They have some great policy points and there are some great people 
So vote Shea Cade in the 2021 SGA election. Well, it's time for the Fan the Flames segment where we talk about some topics. Fan the Flames if we agree, if we like it. Douse the Flames if we disagree and just can't stand that topic. So the first Fan the Flames segment, Liberty finished 26-3 and in the basketball season. Was it a su- successful year? Fan the Flames, Douse the Flames. Fan the Flames. I definitely think it was a success anytime you can win your conference regular season and your tournament. It's a great year. Obviously made an appearance in the NCAA tournament. Weren't able to win a game, but this was supposed to be a rebuilding year anyway and, and really showed that Liberty is here for long-term success. I will also fan the Flames. I mean, I guess there's not a whole lot to debate about here, but, I mean, Liberty was projected to finish second in the conference this year. There's a lot of uncertainty with losing as many people as we did last year. And to finish 23-6, and six, win the A-Sun again, third year in a row, make it to the tournament. Um, I mean, things could have been better. You can play the ifs, buts game and everything. We saw Oregon State beat Oklahoma State and move on to the Sweet 16, so there's a lot of like hypotheticals. But at the same time, it was a terrific season um, just with the the play, especially as the conference play went on, uh, the, just how Liberty, Darius McGee really elevated the whole team. Fan the Flames, did Liberty help UCLA to a Final Four? Now, the context for this question is that back in, I believe it was 2018, December 2018, Liberty played UCLA over in Pauley Pavilion, way out on the West Coast, and Liberty won. And after that game, Steve Alford, who was the coach of UCLA at the time, was promptly fired. And now UCLA's in the Final Four. So what do you think? Liberty <laughs> Does Liberty take any credit for <laughs> getting UCLA? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to douse the Flames. Obviously, we played a part, but they obviously made a great coaching hire. Um, I mean, just for the sake of disagreement, I'll <laughs> fan the Flames. We we got their old coach out of there. I do remember um, he had, I mean, Steve Alford had Lonzo Ball at UCLA and didn't even make it. I don't, I don't know if he made it to the Sweet 16 or if it was the game before, but... Um, they lost to my Kentucky team that year in the tournament, and that was the best team he had. After that, it just went downhill. So way to go, Liberty. Way to help UCLA. <laughs> way to make Bill Walton mad. <laughs> he was pretty, pretty happy, though, because Pac-12 had a good tournament. Um, so fan the flames. Liberty announced that in the fall, the school would return to full operations. So for this fan the flames, um, it's more about – do you think we'll see full a full arena or a full Williams Stadium in the fall? I'm going to fan the flames. I think Liberty is probably making up their mind. The only thing that could stop that is the state of Virginia keeping regulations in place. Yeah, I would also fan the flames. That's my only question is the state of Virginia. Um, we, it'll just be interesting to see what the state of the country is at that point. But I know Virginia's been a little bit more, like, compared to the other states in the South, has been a little bit slower to lift regulations. Um, Like, I know our home state of Arkansas just lifted the, or let the mask mandate expire, and Texas and Florida have gone to, like, um, they can have full capacity if they choose to, and Virginia's still only at, like, 20 to 30 percent. So... It would just be interesting to see, what, like, pay attention throughout the summer what Virginia decides to do. 
you think if they do allow it to be fully open, though, we'll see, we'll get it backed out in Williams Stadium? I think so. Yeah, I definitely do. How how much does it seat? 25,000. Do you think we've ever filled it before? I don't think we have. I'm not sure that we didn't last year, or like the last year full capacity. I know Sir- the Syracuse game was the closest game. Yeah, I think that was only that. like 23 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because they we went, we waited in line for all those wristbands out the sun, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't even give them all away. Yeah, that'd be so cool though. If, just imagine the full Williams Stadium and yeah, cheering on everything. Yeah, they're working hard on the club suites right now to fix those up a little bit. Um, so March Madness, Kate, how are your brackets doing? We got the Final Four. Who do you think is gonna win it all? <laughs> um, at this point, Gonzaga, and my bracket's terrible. I don't have any Final Four teams left. I'm in last place in my family bracket challenge. <laughs> so it's just not been a great year. Yeah, mine's been so bad. I haven't checked it any time recently, but I, I don't really want to. <laughs> what's What's been one of your favorite moments, I guess, in this tournament? Um, I think favorite, just Arkansas going to the Elite Eight. Obviously, I'm an Arkansas fan. Really cool to see the program returning to national prominence because of where it mm-hmm. used to be at and the fans have been waiting for a long time. Other than that, I enjoyed the Oral Roberts run, and then obviously Arkansas ended up beating them, but that was really <laughs> cool. Um, but, yeah, it's been an entertaining tournament with all the upsets. Yeah, that's i say my favorite part is probably either the Oral Roberts run or um, there haven't been many buzzer beaters, but there is the Alabama buzzer beater to tie it up, and then they still went on the lose. <laughs> but it's um, it's been an interesting tournament, just kind of comparing it to the last few years. It's also different that they played the Elite Eight games on um, Monday and Tuesday night rather than, like, moving. they moved it back a couple of days. Yeah, Gonzaga, Michigan. No, Michigan lost, right? Yeah, because yeah. UCLA. Then Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, and Houston. Can anybody stop the Zags? I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if Houston won. Yeah. Fun fact, Drake Dobbs played with uh, I think Jalen Suggs on Houston, or not Houston, Gonzaga's team, played against them in the high school ter- championship that year and beat them. Wow. So. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about the future of, of the Liberty team. I think next year they're going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess looking ahead to football season and basketball season, which one are you more excited about? Hmm. I think I am more excited about football just because it's third year and the team all the pieces are really coming together to where it could be a great team next year basketball I'm excited for just a little less I think that they I don't know I just football seems a lot more exciting I think there's kind of a I don't know the ceiling is just not there in football I feel like I'm just excited next year I mean we could see some crazy stuff Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I think I agree. I think basketball, I'm a little bit more worried with the addition of um, the new Ace Hunt teams. But, yeah, it'll football mm-hmm. season, just the the rise of the program mm-hmm. has been super exciting. So hopefully you keep going up. I'm excited for the transfer, whoever we get for basketball. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I hope we get got some guys like 6'10". Yeah, <laughs> when DJ Moore announced today he was reclassifying, I, I did get a little bit more excited for basketball mm-hmm. season. 
I mean, I think that basketball team is going to be so good. I think Jonathan Jackson is going to have a great year next yeah, year. Yeah, I hope he Because he can shoot lights out like Darius. Mm-hmm. And that, so now it's basically like we have two Darius. And he's, he's a little bit bigger, too. Yeah. Yeah, it'll – I am looking forward to basketball season, though. And I hope my Kentucky Cats do a little bit better. Than I, want, I want to go in the arena when it's full in oh, basketball. That's, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, because the, the chairs will be right down there on the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, so as the semester is winding down and football basketball season are, is over, or yeah, it's over. Um, I know baseball is pretty big and the Liberty baseball team is good here, but um, not to like, we just honestly don't watch a ton of baseball. <laughs> um, so I don't think we're going to cover it as in-depth and as routine as we did this. So for the rest of the year, rest of the semester anyways, uh, we'll just... Our, our podcast episodes aren't going to come out as routinely. It's just if we do anything, it'll be something special, maybe an interview with someone from our hall or um, something like that. Maybe we'll try to get a connection, see if any of the we can find an athlete. That'd be cool. But um, yeah, just I guess from here on out, we'll have some. We'll have a few special episodes, and we'll still do one more and let y'all know whenever we're going to be done for for certain. But yeah, we. I know we took last week off, just busy schedule, and spring break's coming up. Or well, I guess this isn't spring break; it's Easter break. <laughs> um, I'm staying here on campus. Cade, you're going home, right? Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, but it's been a good year, and look forward to recording a few more episodes, at least. And hopefully, we'll be able to do this again next year. Um, what, what do you I think? Think so. Yeah, it's part yeah. pod must go on. Oh yeah. We're going to be roommates again, so we can mm-hmm. keep it going. 22-3. <laughs> oh, yeah, 22-3. Jake Lee, J.C. Grimm, Nate Mason, and Ethan, Ethan Cook. Cook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Living on the hill. We'll be partying. Bring the cornhole, uh, your cornhole boards back out, especially for football season. Yeah. We can, if we're fully open, we can have some tailgates. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. For now, go check us out on Instagram, SparkPod1971, and... Uh, go to the link in the bio. You can see some SparkPod merch. And, um, yep, that's all we have for today for this episode. Join but we'll the SparkPod, a better way to hear about Thanks. your favorite team.